It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And, uh, Jeremy, it's Friday. I I, I missed having you here on Monday. I mean... You, you, you keep doing you're killing me here smalls it la traffic what can i say I get it. You, don't, you, you just want to see me that's what it was right well we all know that that's every week but i'm still here you know i was joking but it hurts whenever you i, I see i joke you hurt okay just a little bit just a little just a little bit you know i wanted to welcome everybody uh to the stream hey donald how you doing uh donald uh, Con- uh coming in from muscatine iowa we got derek uh, on the stream as well. Wanted to welcome everybody here and everybody that's uh, trickling in little by little. Got a lot of cool uh, stuff to chat with you guys about today. But um, as we always do at the beginning of the show, I always like to show Jeremy some blind reactions to a couple of TikToks that I got here for him that uh, he might enjoy. This first one that I got for you, Jeremy, this has to do with the way that some people answer the phone, in particular women how women usually answer the phone. Now, <laughs> if you ever notice Joni answering the phone, I don't know if she's got <laughs> some of these some of these uh, are mannerisms. You just, are you just trying to dig us in deep to start the show? I mean, come on. Of course not. Um, <laughs> and why, why would you say something like that? I mean, you know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so we got these, uh, this one, this first one, actually, I actually have seen some women answer the phone exactly like this. And it's all in a different style. It's the weirdest freaking thing. So, I mean, you just got to look at, for, look at it for yourself. Here is all the different ways that girls pick up their phone, depending on who's calling. Hello. Hi, baby. I miss you so much. What? What? No, no, you, you can't, can't use, use my, my shirt. shirt. Hey, mom. Yeah. 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 yeah why? why? Hello. What, what up? up? What are you, what are you doing, doing, girl? How, How are, are you? <laughs> what, what up, up bitch? bitch? What are you, what are you doing? doing? You, you stupid. stupid. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Hi Karen. Karen. How, How are, are you? you? That's, That's good. good. I'm great, great too. What's, What's going, going on? <clears throat> Hello. Who is this? Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is her. her. Can, Can I help, help you? What? I don't, I don't care. care. No, I'm, I'm so over it. I'm, I'm literally done, done with you. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay, okay, bye, bye. <laughs> 
mean, I mean, I, I've gotten a couple of those of those calls, but you know what? I mean, guys are guilty of that too. Oh, I, absolutely. Like guys whenever, are... whenever it's like a business call, I'm like, "Hello, yes, sir. How are you? Yes, no, I yes, I understand that. Yes, no, not a problem." And I was like, "Yo, what up, dude? Hey, what's going on? You know, like I've, I've, whenever I answer the phone with you, I'm like, what? What do you want? <laughs> I honestly think it's more universal. It really is because I've heard all my guy and girlfriends just everybody use every one of those but i gotta tell you interestingly enough Joni doesn't answer the phone like that for any of those situations except the work situation because that's everybody everybody goes into professional mode when it's the job but yeah. Joni actually doesn't do any of those hers are very opposite in a lot of ways that's you know and it's funny i'm always like whenever she does pick up the phone whenever i call her she's like hello <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, like with the wrong number one, she doesn't even bother with a different voice. She just hands me the phone. It's <laughs> like you take it. I pick it up all aggressive, you know. Hello? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you want? Stop calling me. <laughs> See, I need your toy. I know, I need right? One of those. <laughs> just picking up the phone and doing that. No, I, I had the funniest thing happen to me a couple days ago. I got a random text, not even a phone call. I got a random text. Never seen the phone number before. And it's 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 a pure scammer, right? And the text basically says, hi, are you Dr. So-and-so? We met on a plane to Miami. And the person sends me a picture of a beautiful girl. I'm like, no, I'm actually, I'm not a doctor, but I work for CNN Investigative Reporting. We're actually uh, investigating scams and, uh, and uh, spammers. Did not respond after that. No, really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm not a doctor, but I'm a reporter. <laughs> what was your name again? Actually, I, I did ask. What was your name again? Did not get a response. <laughs> God. That was still one of the best. Um, I saw it online somewhere, but missionaries had come to this guy's house and it was like, I don't know, they kept coming, they kept knocking, they kept knocking. So he opened the door and looked down at the young missionary and said, uh, are you part of the threesome I ordered? <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> Shut down that conversation real quick. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like Jehovah's Witness when they always like knock on my because they always knock on my door all the time. I swear, I'm going to put a freaking uh, uh, um, uh, speaker out front and be like, what do you want my children? <laughs> <laughs> Just do something like that. See You're evil. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> so well, that was fun, actually. That was actually a good one. Um, this next one, you're a parent. Joni's a parent. This one right here, you don't mess with mama's cubs ever. And this is why. Even though it was a joke, but still. Yeah. Who did it? Who hit our kid? Huh? Someone hit our kid. Who? Which, Which kid, kid was, was it? it? You can't, can't tell, tell me. Who? They said they can't who tell me. They said they can't tell me. Who hit my kid? Who hit my motherfucking kid? Because I swear on my life I will go down there and literally... I'm not going to get violent at a kid, but I... But I might. I was just joking. <laughs> I was just joking. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. That one was relatively cute, but I got to be a critic here. That one was definitely staged because I can tell okay. you right now, absolutely. That one was definitely staged. That reaction from her was not a real mom reaction. I mm -hmm. guarantee, I'm sorry, it wasn't. Not only would she have had the phone out and it would have been a much more threatening, much more upset reaction, the car would have already been moving, driving to wherever this child was. <laughs> that would have been the very first thing. I'm not kidding you. That's, I'm sorry. That's, I know Joni. I know my friends who are moms. That car would have been in motion from the second he said, who hit our kid? She'd have found out the details afterwards. Yeah, yeah. After after she was placed in handcuffs. Um. <laughs> I can tell you right now. I mean, God forbid somebody had messed with our children, and you know me. You mess with my family, and I can get very violent. Oh yeah. I would never even have to. I mean, Joni would <laughs> Joni would go Michael Myers on somebody. Yeah, I'm messing with her. our kids before I even got a chance. So. I'm scared. Of, yeah, I'm scared of Joni. I'm I'm terrified of Joni. I would even play a joke like that on her. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. No, I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm good on that. No, it's actually crazy because that is true, though. Um, but my mom, she was more silent and deadly. <laughs> because when I was in kindergarten, I'll never forget this. And I've told you the story before, but here's my chance to share a little bit. When I was in kindergarten, and there's Joni actually on our stream. When I was, <laughs> hey, Joni. <laughs> it was all him, babe. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so when I was in when I was in kindergarten, uh, this this lady was actually she she actually went off on me uh in the playground. <laughs> Granted, she went off on me. I'm a six-year-old little kid because I said that she was stupid. And it was one kid saying another to another kid stupid, and the other kid went and told his mom, Oh, he said that you were stupid, mommy. Well, she yelled at me, scared the crap out of me. I'm six years old. Here's this freaking giant of a woman laying into me, right? My mom was on the other side of the freaking fence and she watched it. Oh my God. It was, her blood was boiling. Mm -hmm. She walked outside and she's like, excuse me. She's like, that's my son over there. She's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you ever yell at him again? And I will grab a knife and cut you from stem to stern. <laughs> and no one will ever blame me for it. And I don't care if I go to prison. You don't ever talk to my son like that again. It's that simple. You don't look at him. You don't go anywhere near him ever, ever again. This is your own one and only warning. Mm -hmm. That lady, I shut you not, that lady never came anywhere near me after that day. <laughs> nowhere near me after that day. That's why I love not my surprised. mom. Well, always love my mom forever and a day. Moving forward, uh, this next video. Now, this one right here, if you're on acid or if you're smoking weed, oh, this not is the not in a long time. <laughs> the best, the best. Yeah, Joni just said body will not be found. <laughs> Facts. This next video right here, man. I saw this and I couldn't. I was like, what? Wait, what? What? Who? What? What? What just happened? Okay, so like we're doing right now, we're doing uh these do du these duets on like you do a blind react. These same thing, the same types of things happen on TikTok where you could do a blind react or a duet to another video. This particular one. Oh, you just you just gotta watch it because it's crazy. I don't know about, about you, but this is not, not how I would want to be proposed to. In the middle of a sushi, sushi restaurant surrounded by people, people. This, this is, is awful. awful. I don't really, I don't really like, like the way, way this guy's done it. He's not dressed up and Hey. Hey, what are you doing? What? What are you doing? You're the 
middle of my TikTok. I don't you know gotta get TikTok. out of here. I don't know what you're talking about. This is extremely about. dangerous. No, I don't. What the hell is this? I don't. Oh my God. If the NPCs don't know who the protagonist is, they're gonna turn feral. They're gonna attack. I've got a bullet for you. Listen, you gotta get out of here. There's another one. Oh my god! They're coming after you. Listen, I can hold them off. You've got to move! Okay! So, that is the weirdest TikTok I've ever seen in my life. The ending kind of lost me a little bit, but the fact that they did like it was like a green screen, and then it wasn't a green screen, and then it was a real TikTok, and then it was, I was like, what the hell just happened right now? <laughs> it totally freaking tripped me out. Yeah, yeah, I was like that, just like that, just like your face right now. <laughs> I was just like that for a minute. I don't even know where to go with that. If I saw that back in college, I might be in a mental institution right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaky how they did it. It's so, because... They did a really good job editing it. I'm oh, not kidding. The edit, the edit was great. They definitely, I mean, the clean. very, very clean how they did that. And I know where they me. did it. I know exactly where they did it too. Like where they, where they did where they did the cut. That's when he was kind of went down a little bit. They did the cut right there. But I was just like, when I watched it the first time, I was like, okay, what the hell just happened? Okay, stop doing that. No, no, no. This isn't right. You know, like it's a freak. It's a freak, freak. Anyways, I wanted to welcome everybody else to the stream. Jeremy's still kind of like, what's going on right now? <laughs> what just happened? I need a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the reason why I said if you if anybody smokes weed or is on acid, that will completely screw your mind up for like a good hour or so. You'll be like replaying it over and over again in your head for like a good hour, but like. Okay, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so, Public service warning. Don't watch this on hallucinogens. Grant, Grant that's that's facts right there. Moving forward. So we got some, uh, some uh, news for you guys today. Uh, and this time we got not one, but two Florida Man stories. Jeremy, what do you got for me? We do. Um, so this one's um, rather interesting. We have a, a gentleman named Michael who was enjoying his outdoor yoga class. He's about 20 minutes into their yoga session and he's in the park relaxing in this perfect, tranquil state and all of a sudden gets smacked in the face, blood everywhere. And he thinks to himself immediately, you know, what, what, what the hell happened? Did, you know, something did the guy next to me hit me? But this is yoga class. Now, who the hell hits somebody in yoga class? I mean, that's what it says right here this is exactly what he's thinking. First thing he thought, maybe it was a coconut. There's no coconuts around. Coconut. <laughs> so this is Miami. He could be. So all of a sudden, one of the other yoga, yoga participants runs over Yogi. and says, no, it was a 20 to 30 pound iguana. How? Well, it's Florida. I mean, well, I was like, well, it's Florida. So. so I'm sure some of you have heard that during frigid temperatures, when the temperatures drop below 50 degrees, iguanas actually have a hibernation trigger in their in their DNA, in their bodies, and mm -hmm. they will go paralyzed, essentially, um, and have been known to fall out of trees from this paralysis. But this was a beautiful sunny day. It was well over 50 degrees. And they were all very curious as to why the iguana just jumped on this guy's face. 
<laughs> and I mean, you got a 20, 30 pound iguana. That's a big iguana. That's a big and sucker a, right there. Apparently there is a monster iguana, a 50 pounder who rules this park. And this little one, little was in a fight with him up in the tree. Someone saw it and they were going at it. And he either jumped out of the tree to flee the giant iguana, or he was thrown out of the tree by the giant iguana. Again, this is a conversation we're having about a major metropolitan city. <laughs> well, I mean, iguanas are a delicacy in some parts of the world. Yeah, I've heard. I'm not interested. <laughs> it's like chicken. You're a chef. Come on. You don't have an open mind. I have an open mind about trying a lot of things, but I know chefs who've tried iguana and they basically <laughs> said it's like chewing a rubber boot. That's so. Bad. Yes. Really? Yes. Even places that are, are rep, you know, reputed to do it well, I have heard chefs say it's like chewing on a rubber boot. It's awful. Oh, so man. it's not a delicacy I'm dying to try. Um, I, I might give it a bite if I was offered it, but I got to say it's not one that's high on my list. Well, but anyway, I mean, Florida, I, I know you guys got sunny skies. You got I know we got earthquakes out here in California, but I seriously, we don't have 50 pound iguanas <laughs> freaking throwing other iguanas out of trees at us. So, I mean, what in the world is going on down there? Florida man, meet Florida iguana. <laughs> <laughs> the match made in heaven, apparently. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, more of the story. Don't do yoga in Florida, apparently, or you also have a freaking iguana thrown at you by another iguana. No idea. Lacerations on his face, bloody nose, the whole nine yards. Wow. Wow. That man, he got beat up by an iguana. <laughs> And it's like, you call the police and you're like, um, what kind of police report do you actually do for something like that? I mean, you know, it just came out of nowhere. It just attacked me. Really? It attacked you? I mean, come on. Like, what else are you supposed to say? I got my butt kicked by an iguana in yoga class. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Joni's saying, uh, that's insane. Makes me think twice about wanting to go to Florida again, but definitely not that area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, we got JC saying, uh, sending gratitude and best wishes to you both from Hudson, New York. Hey, JC. So, so uh, well, that's that's an interesting one right there. But, you know, again, it Florida Man continues this time around. There's two stories. Again, there's not one, but there's two stories in this one. Florida man does continue. And here we go. We have some good news for Florida man. Okay. Yay, so finally some good news for the love of God. We have a Florida man in Tampa Bay who won a million dollar scratch off lotto hmm. ticket. And the only reason he won it was because another Florida resident cut in front of him at the ticket machine line. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he decided to go to the counter to buy it instead. Had he bought it from there, he would have walked away. Had this guy not been a completely rude idiot and shoved his way in front of him, he would have bought a non-winning ticket and someone else would have grabbed the million from the counter. But so, instead, he had patience. He didn't confront the guy and he was rewarded for it. So it's good Florida man versus bad Florida man. <laughs> yes, that good Florida man what? <laughs> I swear, dude, these stories keep on getting crazier and crazier as I hear it. I mean, could you imagine what, what could the guy behind him what, what must have you been thinking or the guy that cut in front of him? What must have he been thinking at that time? I'm, I'm surprised well, he, he didn't try to fight him and say, that's actually was supposed to be my ticket, not his. 
you never know. I mean, I mean, it's possible someone could try and play that card. But again, this was just a guy picking up a scratch off at a lotto store. This wasn't like a rush to play lotto numbers or anything else. So the chances of the guy behind him being someone who was going to buy a ticket is negligible. Wow. But that's still, man, that's like that's an opportunity missed right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, had you been planning on buying a ticket and the guy right in front of you gets the million dollar draw, ooh, that would be painful. Oh, dude, that would like seriously. <laughs> Florida man commits suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no one, no one. Money's not worth it. Don't ever, ever, ever. I'm not but endorsing yes, that it. Was funny. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Anyways, in other news, in other outlandish news, I actually have one this time around. This one. Awesome. This one in particular was pretty crazy. So on, on Instagram, I subscribe to uh, to uh, at Puberty, and they come up with some crazy stories. This in particular was insane. So the headline reads, priest who temporarily died says he went to hell and they played Umbrella by Rihanna as torture. <laughs> it reads, hold on, it gets better. It reads, a Michigan priest who temporarily died claims he went to hell and witnessed humans being tortured by Umbrella by Rihanna. The priest continued to explain that, quote, every word of the song was made to torture you for the fact that you didn't worship God through music while you were on earth. Now, here's the real question. Why did the priest go to hell? <laughs> well... Hold on. Come on. That's that's too that's too obvious. That is way too obvious. I was going to say there's plenty of infer inferring that can go on. Um oh, so bad. I read I couldn't believe it when I read that. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Jeremy, your thoughts? <laughs> I'm I'm not sure he wanted to out himself like that. Um and I I I'd say a priest going to hell had to have done something pretty horrific. And I don't know, in modern day times, um, there's a specific, easy. Easy. there's a, there's a specific um, easy <laughs> problem that priests have been known to have. And the Catholic church has had a history of kind of playing, um, you know, where's, where's the shell um, with these priests and just moving them all around the country. And, you know, kind of, uh, so I don't know, you could kind of infer what I might be talking about, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not sure a priest wants to come out and say, yes, I went to hell and everything that then implies about their life and their choices. Yeah. So it's a very odd uh, decision on his part. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just funny how everybody's focusing on the fact that they're playing umbrella by Rihanna in hell, but yet they're not asking the key question. Why did you go to hell to begin with? What did you do? Huh? huh? I'd, I'd say do? that's the more important question. And personally, <laughs> I mean, I've I've never believed that hell would be one thing for everybody because everybody's idea of torture and awful and everything else is different. So, you know, if you're a country guy who absolutely hates R&B and hates whatever, or you're a heavy metal guy who hates you know, Beyonce or Rihanna or anybody like that, then, hey, maybe that is torture to you. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. you said, I think the much more important thing is um, why were you? Why were you there? Getting why? sent there, my friend. Why were you there, buddy? 
I mean, come on. I mean, what you know, I mean, come on. I just can't. I can't. Too many thoughts in my head right now. I can't. I can't. I, I gotta keep it, I gotta keep it going here. Otherwise, you know, you know, I'll be here all day. So I don't have that kind of time. Uh JC actually uh went ahead and uh commented here. He said, uh, Jeremy, I remember when you were on Larry King with uh the GP cast with the Growing Pace cast uh years back. You said you were working on teaching American cuisine overseas. Uh, do you still do teaching classes both domestically and abroad? I do still teach classes domestically. I've traveled to do some classes for charity and things like that. I actually have one coming up for Valentine's Day uh, in Virginia, another charity event uh, that I'll be cooking for and doing a huge cooking class. Internationally, I haven't done anything in a few years. A COVID made international travel very difficult. And also most of what I was doing was actually in Shanghai. And uh, it's things have been a little difficult between our two countries recently <laughs> and uh you might say and it's been harder to do business over there as well as for chinese businessmen to do business with westerners at the moment so it's kind of put a halt on uh the travel i was doing and the teaching i was doing over there there you go moving on to some entertainment news we got uh tj holmes and amy robach exit abc after weeks of deliberation and everything else that was going on between the two of them obviously if you guys don't know uh tj and amy had an affair with one another and um you know that kind of caused a big uh, uproar in uh, ABC in the ABC network there was a lot of criticism uh because they were still uh they were still employed by the network and it just came to a halt to the point that basically ABC decided, ABC decided to part ways there was even talks that they were trying to make it a racial thing when it wasn't it had nothing to do with that it was the fact of the matter that ABC is all about family programming and here's two people one which is, I believe, married. The other one that was going through a divorce, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, that were one was cheating on their spouse. So that was the real issue that was going on here. Uh, and they decided. I mean, granted that no network should really uh, be in the personal lives of their employees, but when you're a public figure, that's a different story. Obviously, I know. I know what you're. I know what you're going to say, Jerry. I know what you're going to say when you're a public figure. That's a different story because a lot of people that watch you, especially on a family program. I mean, Jeremy, you were part of ABC. You know, um, you know, being on Growing Pains and everything. So they're all about family, and you know that. So this this happened today. They exited from ABC, and the president, ABC News president Kim Go uh, Godwin told the staffers in a statement said, quote, I want to share with you that we've received a decision about TJ and Amy. Uh, after several productive conversations with Amy Robach and uh, TJ Holmes about different options, we all agreed it's best for everyone that they move on from ABC News. We recognize their talent and commitment over the years and are thankful for their contributions. Uh, I know that this has been a distraction for so many of us, but let's not forget all the great work that continues news to make abc news the number one news network in america and that's because of you i want to thank you again for your patience and professionalism during this time now basically uh, uh godwin also informed the employees that nobody is set to replace uh or co-anchor they haven't named who's going to co-anchor uh good morning america or 2020 as of late uh so right now they're still they're still keeping that option open uh, but as it stands, both Amy and TJ are gone from ABC, which begs the question, what next for them at this point, seeing as they've been like let go by one of the biggest networks 
in the entertainment industry, Jeremy. It's it's hard to come back from scandal like this that I mean, news, there are not a lot of options. You know, I mean, that's the truth. You have only so many networks. You have only so many online networks. If you want to do, you know, television news, um, I think their choices are going to be limited for a while. But again, there hasn't been I mean, it's a it's a moral judgment. And as you said, ABC, especially since they've been owned by Disney, definitely promotes more of a family-friendly um, persona. But this is, I mean, the fact that one of them was having an affair on their wife or husband is is absolutely horrible. Um, but even if that wasn't the case, this represents issues, okay? This can cause problems. This is why they say don't dip your wick in the company ink. <laughs> Sorry, it's but it's it's true. I mean, it's not that there haven't been good relationships that have come out of work situations, but a heck of a lot more complications and problems tend to arise. True. Um, and when you are supposed to be objective, as news anchors are supposed to be, uh, hasn't been in quite some time on most news shows, but... Uh, We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> or we could, but, you know. <laughs> well, we've talked about it. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Everybody yeah, knows that, you know, everybody has their bias. Every station, you know, nobody's completely unbiased anymore. But for two people to be working together um, and having this type of relationship, I can see why the parent company would have a problem. Not only are they kind of a face of the news network, but also they have a responsibility for reporting all of this and the complications and drama and everything else that can arise from a situation like this is nothing that any corporation wants. They don't want that kind of heat. They really don't want that kind of heat on them. What? you i mean that's why most hr departments seriously frown on this kind of thing you know even even if you take away the infidelity and the actual affair part of it and i mean i think they were trying to keep it uh under wraps for a very long time but in a world of social media it's difficult to go ahead and do that there's no way dude what is done in the dark will come to the light it's all there is to it Except if you were or if you were around in the 90, 80s and 90s. <laughs> that stays under and buried forever. <laughs> Unless you write a book. It can, and it depends on who else was around because some people have big mouths. <laughs> and, and, and if those people are actually can actually remember anything that happened. Very true, which is also negligible. So. Yeah, exactly. It's all hearsay. It's all hearsay. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is what it is for both uh, TJ and Amy. They, they're going to have to, like, figure out what to do from here. I mean, they haven't really said what they're going to do after this. They haven't really been vocal. They've been kind of away from the spotlight, as it were, for good reason, obviously. Uh, I know for sure that Amy and her husband, they both, uh, they both right now they're they're perfectly fine with sharing custody of their children uh they, uh, her husband is more than supportive about being co about co-parenting uh with the children so which is the most important thing at the end of the day it is about the kids and what happened so it's it's important to have that kind of a responsibility Absolutely. uh to make sure that the kids are okay that they're not scarred with this much uh publicity because first they start off with the scandal then they start off with the spouse and then finally with the children that's how that's how this stuff always ends up trickling down. 
And that's the worst thing you could do is scar a child like that. So it's important for both Amy and her ex-husband to make sure that they keep these kids away from all the talk that's going on right now, all the chatter that's going on right now through social media, through the media in general, because this could damage them. This could really damage them. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but the truth is Amy probably should have thought of that before she started doing this. You know, if your your kids are your first priority, then that's a major issue. You know, you I know mean, you're in the spotlight. You know this is going to sub subject them to humiliation and scrutiny that no child should have to go through. But you know what, Jimmy? I hate to be corny about this and to, like, go ahead and put out an old saying, the heart wants what the heart wants. And in this particular case, the heart, like, both of them, they want they wanted to be together. Amy and TJ wanted to be together. And they knew the consequences. I'm sure they knew the consequences of what would happen if they were to get caught. And if that's, the, if that's the case, then I'm sorry that what her heart wanted was more important than her children. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I mean, yes, sorry. I, 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 know, I know, I know single women who have children. I mean, she, she, she's not even single yet if she's the one getting divorced, but I know single women who have children who have specifically let go of men that they loved because they needed to be able to devote more time to their children. Okay. That is a mom. She decided to go after what she wanted, her lust or her heart or whatever it was. We have no idea if this was true love or if this was just lust or whatever the heck it was. But either way, she made a decision that that was more important than whatever may come and whatever that could do to her kids. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I suppose, I mean, at the end of the day, we, you know, we're also talking here, we don't know exactly what's gone, what happened behind closed doors, we don't know what Amy was going through, what her ex-husband was going through, what kind of issues they were having, what kind of, what, what pushed her to go this route, we have no idea. Right That's now, sure. we're just we're just speculating and we're seeing from what we've read, from what we've seen on social media, from what we've seen on the news. We've only gone by that, but we have no idea. These people, you know, we're all human and we all make mistakes. And both Amy and TJ made a huge one that 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 pretty much has major consequences, not just in their professional life, but in their personal life. But, you know. It is what it is. You know, I'm, you know, we can't really say much from there, you know? Like I said, I'm not trying to crucify her. I'm really not. It's just any parent, any parent, him or her, any parent, those children have to be your priority. Okay. Speaking as a dad, <clears throat> they were always my, hold, outside of my drunkenness, they were always my priority. No one was a priority when I was an alcoholic asswipe. But when I was sober, those children were the only priority. And that's just the parents I know. That is, I mean, they have given up so much in their lives for their children. And it just, it kills me when someone, you know, kind of selfishly chooses something that they would prefer over, you know, over what could be the consequences to their kids. True facts. Uh, Donald on the stream is saying, uh, got to think of your family first so you don't put them through the ringer. So... I uh, got a lot of people that, that, that are agreeing with this statement right now. Uh, any of you that have joined us on the stream, feel free to comment on anything that we're talking about. We'd love to hear uh, some opinions. I'd, I'd, I'd love to read some opinions besides Jeremy's because I get sick and tired of his opinion a lot anyway. Um, <laughs> it comes with love. I say it with love. <laughs> Don't anybody kill me. <laughs> Come on. 
Come on, come on, bring it, bring it. <laughs> you say you haven't left me any good openings. I'll torture you later. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Oh Lord. Um. Uh. Derek also said Jeremy used to turn to used term beating a dead horse. Uh, I taught in a in a rural school where most everyone was involved with farming. One day in class, someone said something in which I used the expression, that's like beating a dead horse. At that point, a girl got up crying out of control and left the room. I asked, did I say something wrong? A student then responded, Mr. McDonald, uh, her horse died last night giving birth. That phrase has now taken a new meaning for me. Oh, oh, oh. I hate that, to laugh, but that's kind of funny. <laughs> the timing sorry. is impeccable. Oh, that's just brutal. <laughs> I am sorry. I understand why that might have a different yeah. connotation for you now. Yeah. Well, Derek, thank you for sharing. <laughs> Moving on uh, to some more entertainment news. Uh, Jeremy, an old friend of yours, Drew Barrymore, is uh, standing up for a young actress. What's this about? Yeah, so the Razzies kind of stepped in it. Now, I love the Razzies, you know, the the parody awards. If you guys don't know what that is, they're kind of the the anti-Oscars. They give out parody awards for the worst performances and the worst movie, and they kind of stepped in it. Um, they went after the 12-year-old actress from mm. the new Firestarter, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong, and Basically, the original Firestarter, Drew Barrymore, uh, took quite a, quite an offense to this on her show and using her social media platform to kind of get awareness about what had happened. Uh, she called it straight out bullying and that this was unacceptable, that children were at all times off limits for this kind of thing. And she's absolutely correct, so much so that even the president and co-founder of the Razzies walked it back and has apologized publicly and said we didn't realize what we were doing it wasn't uh you know you know sometimes you have this funny idea and you don't think it through and this was awful there is no reason we should have ever done this we apologize for any pain or you know pr problems we called caused for you know ryan and they've now instituted an age limit uh nobody under 18 can be nominated for a razzie Good. so I, I think Drew was 100% correct. You know, children are 100% off limits when it comes to that kind of joking. Um, because honestly, they're not equipped at that age, generally speaking, to handle that kind of tongue in cheek criticism. Um, so, yeah, it was a bad move and a very bad look on their part to go after a 12 year old actress, uh, especially because most kids are doing exactly what they are told to do by the director or the adults in their lives you don't have a lot of kids who are between you know that eight six to 12 year old range who are making their own creative choices about their characters so it's it's definitely unfair to go after any kid at that age um and truthfully i think you know anybody like they said under the age of 18 they really shouldn't mess with that um, I can tell you, I'd have probably taken it pretty hard. Uh, I know I was very proud when I was nominated for real awards, like the Young uh, Young Actors Awards and things like that. But again, I think I probably had taken taken that to heart. That you know, oh God, I got nominated for worst actor in the thing. You know, I, at 15 years old, 14, 13 years old, I don't know if I could have dealt with that. So I mean, I mean, it's it's bad enough that 
child, some child actors, I don't know if times have changed uh, since when you were a child actor, but it's bad enough that bullying happens to child actors as well because they're famous and they're popular, but at school they're not famous and they're not popular. They're more uh, targets for bullies. Uh, they're like, yeah, so, so you don't know if this young girl already, this young lady already gets bullied at school. We don't know. And then on top of that, in the public, you're getting bullied as well for a movie you did. I mean, that's just that's just adding more fuel to the fire. Plus, she's a she's a she's a female, and I'm not you know I'm not saying that male is any more important than female, but females when they're growing up in adolescence, they go through a lot, a lot of changes in their body, more so biologically speaking, more so than males do. So. Add that on top of that, on top of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really going to screw with a young female's mind growing up in this industry. It really can. And I mean, there's enough pressures as it is in this business. I mean, young actresses are constantly pressured to keep their weight down, to, you know, worry about their looks, to worry about how they're being portrayed on social media. All these things that these young kids shouldn't even have to deal with. And then you're going to throw criticism like that, even if it is tongue in cheek uh, at a 12 at a year old, it's, it's pretty uncalled for. And I am very glad that they responded to the outcry and realized that they had made a very big mistake. I mean, especially Drew Barrymore. We know her history growing up. We know that she's gone through a lot growing up. So she both sympathizes oh, yeah. and empathizes with, with this young girl. She puts herself in that in those shoes because she was in those shoes growing Absolutely. up. So this really got to her. And I don't blame her for being pissed about something like this. If somebody's going to step up and speak about something like this, who besides Drew could say it better? I mean, after everything she went through, um, you know, the years of exploitation and everything else as a young kid. It's, I mean, no one else could speak except for maybe Brooke Shields could speak on this topic as well. And sure. you could tell it definitely got to her. And I think it was important that she was the one who stood up and said something. Absolutely. JC saying bravo, Drew Barrymore. Exactly. Bravo to her on that one. In other entertainment news, Pamela Anderson dishes dirt on three huge A-list celebrity actors. Uh, obviously, the first one was Tim Allen. Uh, she basically, uh, she's promoting her brand new book. It's a tell all. And in her book, there's a lot of dirt that she's got in there. If she doesn't have proof to back this up, she could possibly be sued for defamation and libel because there's a lot of uh, accusations, very, very serious accusations that she has in these, in, in this book, starting with Tim Allen claiming that Tim Allen flashed her. Uh, when she was on Home Improvement, as we all know, she she starred. That was one of her first uh, starring roles. I'll, I'll get to your your opinion here in a second, Jeremy. Let me just uh, finish saying this real quick. Her, one of her first starring roles was uh, in Home Improvement. She played the first tool girl. She claims that Tim Allen uh, in a hallway flashed her and basically said, I, I saw yours. You got to see mine because he saw her on Playboy. Tim Allen emphatically said that never happened. So that's one right there. The second one was Sylvester Stallone. Basically, uh, she claims that Sylvester Stallone offered her uh, a condo, a car, and money, basically for for her to be his quote number one girl. Uh, and one of Sylvester Stallone's uh, uh, representat representatives said that 
this absolutely false. He never said that. So that's another one. And then the most recent one today was when she walked in on Jack Nicholson having a threesome at the Playboy Mansion. So these are three <laughs> crazy stories. Very, very intriguing. But at the same time, it's kind of crazy how all this starts to come to light when a person's trying to promote a book. And I don't know if she's trying to get sales from this. I mean, she's talking about how the movie, uh, in an interview, how the movie uh, Pam and Tommy that's on Hulu uh, really affected her. She didn't have anything to say about the actors, just the movie itself. How in her book, she says that Tommy may have been her one and true, like her one and only true love that she that she had. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Jeremy. Go, go ahead. I know you got a lot to say. You're like, you're itching to go ahead and jump in here right now. Well, first of all... <clears throat> we've had this discussion before the Tim Allen thing. Again, you're looking back at it through lenses of today's morality and what is acceptable. Okay. Patricia Richardson confirmed that Tim had flashed her as well. There but he was, was a, shorts underneath. He was, but again, this was a different time. True. I've told you before, we had a, a guy in our crew who was just this funny, funny guy. Everybody loved him, but he was very provocative. He was from Europe. It was a different, you know, very different vibe. And he regularly messing with Joanna. I mean, never anything totally out of sorts, but he would wait in his underwear in the hallway closet. Like if she had to reach into the closet to get a coat in a scene. While, while filming to see if she could keep a straight face in the middle of taping, he would hide back there, like literally big 50 something, 60 something year old chubby oh European guy in his tidy whiteies. Oh my standing God. There. And Joe, I mean, given we never talked about it, but I saw Joanna's reaction. She always laughed her butt off about it, you know, cracked up, said, Oh God, you punk, you know, you perv go away, you know, laughed and laughed and laughed. Was she covering? It's possible. She's never had anything negative to say about him. It was a very different time. Things that would be considered, man, you should be sued and canceled and everything. It happened regularly. And I'm telling you, the people that were in my life that they happened around didn't have any issues with it. It's almost so, like people had thicker skin back then. They, they had much thicker skin back then. And, you know, given did things that were inappropriate happen on other sets? I'm sure they did. But I never saw any of it, and I never saw anyone have an issue with some of those more outlandish, risque things that happened on our set. So you got to take that one a little bit with a grain of salt. Um, the whole thing about um, Stallone, I can't comment on. I would have no idea. <laughs> but she could have some serious issues with that. This is a man who has some very powerful attorneys, and that she... She better have some solid footing there to uh, back that up because that one could get expensive. Third, Nicholson. Do you really think Jack Nicholson cares if anybody knows he had a threesome at the Playboy Mansion? I, really. I, Nicholson has a reputation for having been quite wild. I don't know if he still is, but Nicholson was well known for being a partier and a playboy and a guy who was always in the thick of it during the 70s and 80s and i think he'd be happy i think he'd be so, probably like yeah, damn right i did <laughs> i i can't see him a being bothered with it and b it's an incredibly believable story so it's, it's the playboy mansion 
especially at the Playboy Mansion. But Jack was always known for being a little bit wild back then or more than a little bit. So I, I don't think this shocks anyone. Um, but the uh, the Stallone story could get very dicey for her. I agree with that because, uh, I mean, that one and also technically the Tim Allen story, because granted, as you said, it was a different time. But with Patricia Richardson, again, she claimed that he, I mean, we saw that in the in the in the uh, in the outtakes, actually, in the closing credits of one of the episodes of Home Improvement. Uh, we saw that he did flash her. We saw we all saw it. It's still on Hulu right now. You could go watch it. It's streaming on Hulu. One of the episodes, that particular episode. And yeah, he does flash her. But like she said, it was he was wearing shorts underneath. He was per he was fully clothed underneath um nothing was under like he wasn't naked or anything but what pamela is suggesting is that he was naked he was he straight sh uh, showed a quote unsolicited uh view of his genitals and that's something that she was like what the hell like she didn't ask for it it was unprovoked and again according to her what his his way of thinking is i saw yours now you got to see mine i mean whether or not it was true or not Again, that's a very serious accusation. Uh, I've never heard of anything, uh, you know, that that inappropriate come from Tim Allen. Never, not really. I mean, I've heard, I haven't at least. I haven't heard anything like that on the news or anything like that. I know about his drug, uh, his his drug issues and stuff like that. I knew about that, but something like this, I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that. I mean, unless I'm wrong, Jeremy, am I wrong? Like you're looking at me like I'm wrong. Am I wrong? <laughs> It's not that there are stories out there. It's just people forget that Tim is a very blue comic. Mm -hmm. Okay. In his real comedy, he was always extremely outlandish and uh, very uh, obscene in a lot of ways. And I mean, I found him funny. A lot of people did, mm -hmm. but his behavior whether it happened on set i mean with the three young kids there i can't imagine he got too out of hand most of the time but again a guy who was known to be that obscene verbally and with some of his subject matter and things like that it, it doesn't come off as unbelievable that maybe he would think that was a, a stupid funny joke to make that also, you know, I, I'm just saying that's because of the kind of nature of his comedy at the time. I could almost believe that as, you know, him trying to be stupid and funny rather than it being, you know, this horrific, like sexually harassing thing that he did. But again, I, I don't know if it happened either way. It's an issue, but it it doesn't it doesn't stand out as completely unbelievable just based on the nature of his comedy and sense of humor at that time. Yeah, it's possible. And with that being said, I mean, right now, who knows what other things uh, Pamela Anderson is going to come up with? Because I mean, it is a tell-all book, and there's still more stuff that's coming out. This isn't the end of it. There's still more things that are going to come out. And uh, if anything else salacious or insane comes out we'll let you guys know but i i have a feeling this isn't the end of this so we'll keep you guys posted in sports we all know it's at, that we're getting to the to the final uh the final few teams are gonna like head over to the to the super bowl uh we're at the final four officially now and uh obviously we know that kansas city is going against cincinnati and um the 
Cincinnati mayor had a couple of things to say to uh, to uh, Kansas fans. And, oh, man, he trolled them hard. Take a look. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC Championship game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in the Bengals' victory and the Chiefs' loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test confirming whether or not he's his father. Whereas all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out to overcome anyone who stands between them and the Super Bowl win. And whereas Kansas City is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, now, therefore, I, Aptap, here, all mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29, 2023, as they got to play us today in Cincinnati. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> you know it's bad when your own city's mayor is trolling the the the, the opposing team. <laughs> he basically said... Joe Burrow uh, or uh, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow's your daddy. <laughs> and so, in a very, very uh, eloquent uh, <laughs> proclamation. It's a rather wordy and eloquent proclamation. Um, given he has a lot of uh, fair points in that Mahomes is 0-3 against Burrow in the playoffs, but I find it a little telling that he did this only after Mahomes got injured last week. Ah, um, you he, know he, he. So you feel he's a little bit uh, he's a little bit cocky right now, thinking Mahomes is gonna isn't gonna be at a hundred percent, and you know this might be their chance to actually go go to the Super Bowl this year. I'm not saying this as a homer for Kansas City because you know me, I kind of root for both of these teams. I really like Burrow. I really like Mahomes and, you know, they're both kind of two of the longer suffering teams. I mean, up until Mahomes took them to the championship and won, they hadn't won in forever since he hasn't ever won, I believe, <laughs> ever won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, mean, I kind of got to root for these teams. I'm not being mean and I'm not trolling. Them. I just, I, I kind of got to root for these guys, you know, because of that. So it's it's fun to watch them play each other. This has been one of the great rivalries so far of these this new generation of quarterbacks. And it's extremely fun to hope that these guys will have the longevity to be around another 10 years or so and keep going at it. Um, can I say who's going to win? Honestly, I don't know. I really don't. Kansas was looking really, really good until the injury. How healed is Mahomes? How well is he going to be able to perform? We just don't know. And the truth is that team runs through him. They don't have the running game to carry it without him. Um, so we're going to have to see. Burrow and company are great. They're playing awesome. I mean, they had a really shaky start to the season. Everybody was kind of asking what's wrong with them. Um, just like everybody's asking what's wrong with the Rams. The only thing is the Bengals figured it out. <laughs> the yeah. Rams never did. <laughs> Well, it, so 
in such fashion, in such fashion, uh, Fox Four Kansas City uh, had a little bit of a <laughs> a little bit of a response uh, to me to to the mayor's uh, to the mayor's proclamation. Uh, basically, they said they got one. Uh, the mayor got got one fact wrong. <laughs> And it has nothing to do with football. It has to do with the history of Kansas City. And they said, quote, there's just one problem. Kansas City isn't named after the state of Kansas. Not even close. In fact, the city of Kansas City was incorporated in 1853, eight years before Kansas became the 34th state on January 29th, 1861. The city was initially called the city of Kansas, but became Kansas City in 1889. So they, that was their response to that. They're like, okay, fine. You got one little fact wrong. Well, I think that's a good response because they couldn't argue with the other parts. I mean, yes, Burrow has pretty much owned, you know, in the scorecard anyway, in the final results, he has pretty much owned Mahomes and the Chiefs. So we're going to have to see how it goes. Honestly, this is one of those games where I'm really rooting for both teams could be perfectly happy with both teams either one wins i'm gonna be you know very happy to see them in the super bowl yep and in our stream donald is saying on espn nfl live one of the persons said that the bengals were going to be playing in burrowhead stadium so i saw that too i yeah <laughs> that's an interesting one right there jc uh also is checking your facts jeremy uh and he said i just checked and the answer is jeremy is right again uh they have never won the big one <laughs> and that's very true that's very true as well thanks for checking there jc appreciate the the fact checking right there um so, but i mean on the other side that's the afc the nfc we have uh, the 49ers uh. Just, just sorry to any 49ers fans but you guys know how i feel about them um yeah we got the 49ers on one end and we have the i'm really we have, we have philadelphia i'm, I'm rooting, rooting for the eagles you already Come know on. i'm rooting for the same <laughs> i'm rooting for philadelphia they've had an incredible se- both teams have had an incredible season uh but i really really want philadelphia to win <laughs> like, this is one of the ones i want them to win honestly just on not on paper, but on the way they've played all year long, Philadelphia has looked like the best team in the NFL for most of the year. And that was surprising. Nobody expected that. I mean, they, most people expected them to make the playoffs, to be in contention, but they have looked like the class of the NFL most of the year. Mm-hmm. So given the 49ers are the hottest team in the NFL right now, they've, what is it, 12 straight wins or something like that? And they haven't lost in three months. That's pretty insane. So, again, this is going to be a great matchup. But I, I loathe the 49ers with a passion, you and too, I'm brother. hoping that I'm hoping that Philly defense just absolutely dominates them. And uh, yeah, I have not much else to say. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent. In other sports news, Oscar De La Hoya had a couple of things to say on uh, Ariel on the MMA Hour Hour with Ariel Hawani. Uh, over the slap that was heard around the world on New Year's Eve between Dana White and his wife. Uh, Della Oya went on the podcast and basically said, uh, quote, there's a lot of powerful people behind the UFC. There's a lot of money behind the organization. Uh, what he did uh, was obviously wrong. You don't hit women. Like, come on, you just don't. It's a douche move. It really is. You don't do that. Uh it is, and I agree with uh, with what he said. He also continued by saying, but look, the powers that be kept it under the rug. 
swept it under the rug. I'm not going to get involved or say anything about it. I mean, everyone knows that he is a douche. Obviously, there's no love lost between De La Hoya and Dana White. <laughs> we all know that they don't like each other. They can't stand one another. Um, but for De La Hoya to make these comments, I don't know. I don't know, Jeremy. You're, you're shaking your head like, really, bro? <laughs> like, really? Hey, let me say first and foremost, Here as a boxing go. fan, <laughs> I do like Oscar De La Hoya. I was always a fan. But seriously, Oscar, have you ever heard the whole don't throw stones, glass houses type things? I mean, for Oscar De La Hoya to be making this point is pretty ludicrous. Or maybe it makes sense because he ought to know. Um, he, I don't know if he ever struck his wife. There are a lot of stories about his wild behavior with his wife, the cocaine use, cheating on his wife left and right, uh, multiple mistresses. None of this is confirmed. I've, these are just stories that have floated around about Oscar de la Hoya for years and years and years. And we've heard them from a lot of very reputable people in the business. So, you know, seriously, if, if you're, if your shit stinks that bad, perhaps you ought to keep your mouth shut because yes, hitting a woman is absolutely 100% wrong and there is no excuse for it, Facts. but doing all the crap you did to your wife, apparently I don't, again, and no confirmation on this, but there's been a, a it's, it's been a long standing narrative. Um, and unapologetically, it, allegedly. Yeah, unapologetically, allegedly as well, which has led to him and his wife divorcing. They've been separated for over six years. The divorce is actually being finalized soon, reports are. Um, but again, perhaps you're not the best guy to talk about how to treat your wife. Keep, just, just, just. Shh. I mean, I mean, at, at, at the very least, Dana White at least apologized publicly. More mm -hmm. times, that, like he kept apologizing, uh, you know, on TMZ, he apologized in a press conference and he took responsibility for what he did. He owned up to it and said it was stupid. We talked to our kids about it. I mean, these are the things that Dana White did. Can you say that De La Oya, if he allegedly did these, these, if these stories were true, if he did the same? No, I, I can't. I mean, the stories are that yeah. he didn't. I mean, that's the narrative that has been out here for quite some time. And his wife really hasn't done much to shut that narrative down. Um, as we've seen some wives who are getting divorced or anything else, they've been amicable and they've done in the past. They've come out and said, no, he didn't do that crap. Knock it off. You know, she really has not stood up for him in, in, in any of this. So, uh, again, it could just that, be that speaks volumes. It, it can. Um, <laughs> it definitely can. So, again, I just don't think he's the right guy to be opening his mouth on this subject. Agreed. Agreed. In our stream, uh, Donald is saying, uh, going back to the 49ers uh, conversation, I am for the 49ers because I'm a big George Kittle fan. Met him in person at a wrestling show in Walcott, Iowa. I'm very sorry, Donald. <laughs> hey, Kittle's actually kind of awesome. I mean, you got to have mad respect. No, no, for that no, no I'm, saying, I'm saying I'm very sorry. He's a 49ers fan. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just really wish he played for someone else so I could root for him. I, I cannot root for the 49ers. USC, uh, Caleb Williams, okay, God forbid, could get drafted by the 49ers. I'm going to have to root against him. Mm. I, I cannot root for the 49ers. It is too deeply ingrained in me. Very much so. We have also another person, uh, David L, is saying hi, Jeremy. So, hi, Dave. 
<laughs> that's the news in case you haven't heard it thank you so much for joining us here on the navarro miller report again you got to join us every monday and friday from 6 p.m i can't even talk right now from 6 p.m pacific standard time to 7 p.m pacific standard time uh for the latest that goes on in the world of entertainment sports and up crazy outlandish stories and of course we love to go ahead and get jeremy's reaction whenever i play some tiktoks for him uh it's, it's just fun times right here i uh, hope everybody uh hope everybody uh enjoys their weekend uh again i'm your host dave navarro and i'm jeremy miller and we will definitely see you here again hopefully uh on monday at 6 p.m 7 p.m to 7 p.m pacific standard time we'll see you next time you have been listening to the navarro miller report 